just okay. Damn. Hey guys, hey there, hey. I'm Brooklyn Bunny, aka Bunny Mike Gain. You and SC Trinity. We are girls. Hold on, I gotta. So this is a really fun episode. It's episode 12 of season three, and we are joined again this week by Jigglypuff and Goku's dad cousin and Alphys and Storm Candy. This episode is so much fun. We have our snacks. We have our sips. We're doing the most. We are talking today about Columbus Day versus Indigenous Peoples Day and what it means to us coming from our opinion. Blurt. <laughs> so this week, I know we have been dealing with a lot of memes, a lot of, you know, poking fun, the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace, shouts to Jay-Z and all of the things. But we really just wanted to get down and talk about our point of view, you guys, right? how we feel, and which of the two we feel we want to celebrate or honor, and why. One of the things that we've noticed on social media was like this letter that we found on The Guardian. It's an opinion-based article with an open letter from Nemonte Nenquimo. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) So Nemonte Nenquimo is actually one of the indigenous leaders of the Amazonian peoples. And she wrote a letter to the Western world, uh, world leaders, I guess. And because we're American-ish, <laughs> colonized Americans, we all took a look at the, at what she was writing in her letter. And she was just like really, really opening up and talking about, you know, what they're experiencing in the rainforest as indigenous people. And some of this letter was really explicit and it was describing things that we thought had kind of simmered down or maybe had ended. Things like fires raging, oil spills, and gold being stolen. So you guys all read the article that was based on her open letter. Trin, what did you think? Um, her letter to me was, at the end, you know, you're just like, yes, expose, put them out there, you know what I mean? But... There is one line in this letter that, I mean, everything she said was amazing, but this one line stuck with me. And I'm going to see if I can pull it up really quick because it was pretty much saying that, um, oh my gosh, where is it? So much, she was saying, I know There was so much. I was over here highlighting and stuff. Um, she said, the earth does not expect you to save her. She expects you to respect her. And I was like, there go my edges. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, especially, like she said, she is, her and her family and everybody that's out there respect the land that they're on. They don't take too much. They take what they need and replenish when they can. And... Just like she said, yet they're out here chopping down trees and oil spills. And, of course, with all the promise of, like, oh, don't worry, it'll be fixed later. And, you know, they're just left with nothing. Um, I don't know. I really just really enjoyed reading 
from someone that's actually theirs point of view instead of the outside looking in and be like, oh, well, look, it's only 10 acres that were burned. But like those are 10 precious acres to what could what's you know left. So um, I, I really enjoyed this letter from her. I would love to see more from her and her people. Um, of course, like you said, she does have uh, an Instagram as well. Um, so definitely follow it just so you can keep up with whatever is going on over there. So I enjoyed it. That's my thought on, on it. She hit a lot of points on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> about you, Jig? You're coming back from last week, us discussing things that were a lot more lighthearted than this, I feel like. But when it comes to this with your POV, what's that letter like reading it for you? Um, she... She got hype. Like, she was very direct, very to the point. Like, she named names. Um, And I think that that was huge uh, in a time where there there is a bit of a revolution and a shift, and women are not here for it anymore. Whatever whatever that means to you, whatever – uh, obstacle may have been in your way as a woman. Women from everywhere right now are just like, nope, not no more. Like, baby, you're gonna do me right. <laughs> we're just not having it. And I think that, you know, what she did is definitely representative. Another thing that really, really struck me was her age. I'm telling on myself, but we're the same age. Since I was a little kid, we've been talking about saving the Amazon, saving the rainforest. There was always a poster up in class. There was always some sort of, you know, booth at Earth Day. There was always a, a plight to save the rainforest. And we're still saving the rainforest, but we're not. We're not. And, and clearly we have not, as a world, taking it seriously. Um, and so that, that was something that really kind of made me think a little bit about, you know, my place in the world and, and what I'm doing. Um, because I was not as aware, uh, Columbus day was, uh, you know, a thing that we learned about in school. And because I am a black American, I've always been told, and my mom, she's, she's a, she's, um, an educator. Uh, and so she's she's always told me, you know, not to believe everything that's in the books, because the things that are in the books came from someone's perspective who chose to leave in or leave out stuff. So definitely was like, OK, Columbus Day is this thing I have to take a test on in class. But I, you know, it's, it, it was never like this is what it is and there's nothing else. But I also didn't think very much of it. Um Except that I wondered, I always wondered this about every, all the discoverers. How do you discover something that was already there? Yeah. And how are the people who were already there invalid and or not discussed? That was always a question for me. But ultimately, like growing up, it was a day we got off school too. So, or we got out early. Um, so... That was what that was. And I didn't learn about the realities of what came about until I got older. 
until people started about it, until people started conversations with me and talked to me about, you know, what really went down. And then I began to resonate with that, again, being a Black American, about how some other outsider came and took or destroyed. And uh, she said it in her article, so I'm going to say it. She called out the white man, who was also an oppressor of Black people. You know, so that was a, a common thread for me, too. Uh, it was a very radical article. You know, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about her. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I wanted to just add into that, I'm, I got chills listening to what you were saying, Jig, in terms of having a mother who's an educator on whatever field of expertise, reminding you to dig deeper and to know, be still and know. Yes, you're going to get days off. Yes, you're going to get a half day. Yes, you get to stay home. That's great. Be in that, but still know that all of that is a lie. And it's just... I try not to get emotional about that, but it's it's one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this episode because I respect every one of you guys. Why don't you tell us, Al, how did you feel reading that? I mean, and of course, Jake is a woman, identifies as a woman. <laughs> and for you, in your point of view, where where did it leave you? <clears throat> Reading this article and going to the woman's perspective, it made me think of my own mom. Not on this grand scale of where she's trying to change the world, but on a scale of as a minority, as a woman who's half black, half Spanish herself, she's just sick and tired of being beaten down, of being a, you know, her home being ridiculed or stepped upon, like your, your front lawn's always being in question. You know, and what this article is showing me when I was reading it, she's basically just calling out people as takers and fakers. They they came in there, you know, spreading peace and missionaries and we're about this, we're about Christ. You know, I assume the way it seemed, but 500 years of gold being taken, leaving a land hollow, Um, the mining, the oil spills, as you mentioned, stuff like that. It's just like, these people faked their way, took from their land, continue to do so. So she's just tired. And the, the one thing that actually got inspired by this when she was, you know, doing a little bit of research on it, that somebody's listening. Time Magazine reached out and gave her the platform even greater than what she's had before. So somebody's out there listening. So that, that right there is like, you're tired but we hear you. And then these people are listening. So it's sad. And I wish I knew how to pronounce like um, Jig mentioned how the common villain, I guess, would be the white man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how she pre- how you pronounce it, but in the article it said Kawari. Kawari. Mm-hmm. Kawari. So it doesn't, she said, it doesn't have to be a negative thing, but and unfortunately, the way you've been treating us, the way things have been, that's the kind of thing. So it's just like, it, it's just mad, mad fascinating, like how she's tired, but she has all this strength. And now there's people just watching her her uh, journey 
throughout all this. So it's it's fascinating, man. I'm just like the rest of y'all. I do want to find out some more um, dealing with her, the Bordorani uh, tribe itself. Um, because, I, you know, the tribes itself, there's so many out there. You just don't know. Yeah. So I'm about it. Um, so with that being said, how did you, Goku, how did you feel about Nemonte's words? And where did it leave you? Um, well, uh, Nemonte is, I'm so happy that we are giving someone who is in this and living this a platform to say what she needs to say. You know, um, I, I am a scientist. I, I, I am a scientist and an educator. Um, so uh, what I will say is that from jump, the first thing that you learn in ecology is about indigenous people. And the main thing that you learn is that their resources are going away and they are a disappearing people. Um, and it, it's, I'm just happy that she, she was spilling all the tea, honey. Okay, first of all, let's, let's just say that. The main thing that sticks out to me, the main thing was basically how she was saying that you take our resources to stimulate your economy. And that is the world, money makes the world go around. Greed makes the world go around. Um, there are so many things in terms of money, the fires, the oil, uh, digging for gold. And it, it didn't just make me think about <laughs> the Amazon. It made me think about the whole world. Uh, lithium mining, gold mining, cobalt mining. Lithium mining takes place in Canada. Cobalt mining takes place in the Congo, I think. And we do leave these big holes and craters in the earth. There are even people in the United States that are suffering, like fracking. What they do is they dig really deep into the earth's crust they extract water from aquifers and they find, or they're trying to find oil deep in the earth's crust. And what they do is when they extract it, they use all these chemicals to help pull it out. And people who don't have regular access to city water, as we call it out here in the country, who use well water, their well water ends up being contaminated and the water runs clear, but it's toxic. It's like, People, corporations would, whether go, would rather go about a way that is, they say they want to make it cheap. And what I'm currently researching in school is the main thing my advisor says is, you know, we want to create new resources, but it has to be cheap. Money, 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 money. And it's like, it's easier for them because they think that it's more cost efficient to use resources rather than use the research and pay the people to create something that comes from a plant that won't destroy the plant, but it's biodegradable. And it's like, they don't want to do that process because it's like old tradition. And it also made me think of imperialism, you know, how just the whole world in general uh, has gone off of a European sense of mind and thinking that because the kings and queens did it, that makes it correct, or that makes it civilized, or that makes it you know, what, what, that makes it what stands. And what the European state of mind has done has destroyed people who've already been there. You know, it just goes way, 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 way back for years. And going into Columbus, 
He was told to discover new, do this, but he stole, took resources, called them his own, learned the ways of the people, then destroyed the people. Just greed. And it's just like, it's like, uh, you know, the world with their money has been trying to fit everything into a teacup, but you can't fit an ocean inside of a teacup, you know? <laughs> We're way, 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 way too grand. The whole grandeur of what the all the people in the world, you can't, you know, and I think that's just happening all the world, all around. There's protesting, there's protesting in Nigeria, there's protesting in the Congo. There are people that have been protesting protesting in the Amazon. There it's like the history is going backwards. There are people in camps in America at the border, you know. There are all these things that are happening, and it's like history is repeating itself, and it's like the more these things keep happening, the more it's just like, can't you hear what the earth is saying? And like what Trent said about, you know, she's not, you know, she's at the, the earth needs to be respected. You know, it's just, I just feel like the, the earth is calling for respect. Whole, and on, on, on the whole grandeur of everything, on the whole scale, and she's mm-hmm. like, listen, she is, you know, you know, I'm not asking you, you should have already been doing this. And it's like, if you don't see what's going on, it's just, it's just like when the earth needs to be healed, it lets you know more hurricanes or fires. You know, your water isn't clean anymore. You, you can't clean your water out. There's things that you cannot take out of water anymore. It's like everything is being used so much so in the people on the world. The people in the world, everything is just, you know, there's so much unrest. And I just feel like, she's been given a voice to call everyone out on just what's happening in the world. Like, look, your greed is killing everyone. And it's about time, you know, that you sat it down somewhere. And <laughs> Cause if you don't, you know, there's not going to be anything left, you know? Right. And he's like, I'm yelling, we're yelling. We women are yelling, you know, to let you know, like, you know, this has to happen. And the thing is, I don't want um, Nemonte's message to be turned into a hashtag either. I don't want that to happen. You know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be used as a thing for greater money. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I'm tired of saving the Amazon and do you know about this place? Do you know about this? I'm getting tired of things being turned into hashtags and memes. And I'm, you know, it's just a whole whirlwind of just like image and money. It's like, okay, it, that, it always gets brought back to that. Let's make it aware. Let's donate money. Let's take part of the charity money and then let's do this with it and put it towards marketing for more and then just give them this small percentage. It's like, I just want, I just... I just, it's like, I feel like everything is getting to a point where things can't be so minuscule and finite that you can't see what's going on. And it's like, if you're ignoring it, then, you know, like. It, the earth I, is going to come calling. Like, yeah, right. man, ignore it if you want to. That Rona right. came up, though. That Rona took care right. of it. <laughs> right. That, that's the thing. The more things keep happening, when it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to derelict, but like. When coronavirus first happened and everybody was inside, the earth was so peaceful. You know, no. I <laughs> but I saw so many birds outside of my window, so many cardinals, so many blue jays. The sky was clear. 
Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was inside, but I'm like, if you can't take that as a warning that the earth needed a break, and then when everybody started coming out, fire tornadoes, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like get your face. I'm just like, what in the world? Can y'all not? <laughs> can you not see? We need to take a break. We need to go sit down somewhere. Okay? It's almost like there's there's this silent, like a cool, like. The earth, nature, the animals, and the elements are all, like, on the low plotting, like, yeah. we finna turn up. We gonna shut it down. They gonna, they gonna sit down and be humble or stay down. Mm-hmm. And I, It just sounds like the happening. I, I'm very glad for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Fire tornadoes and all. The trees are mad at us. The trees <laughs> are mad at us. It's gonna be a silent killer that's gonna come and wipe all of us out. Because we ain't doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's pretty much what she's saying is get your act together. Come mm-hmm. fix what you, you started and stop continuing what you're doing. You know what I mean? And I think what you guys have mentioned, uh, which, of course, she said in the letter, is she's calling specific people out, too, which puts a name to the face to what's really because she could just be like all these big corporations. OK, but who? You know what I mean? It would be like very targeted. Yeah. What did you feel like, Storm Candy? Did you um, did you want to add to this? Like, just let us know where do you, where are you as far as you know? Now that we've gone through Indigenous People Day, we've read this amazing article, this open letter. Where does that leave you? Um, Namonte's words when she says in the article. You're probably not used to an indigenous woman calling you ignorant and less so on a platform such as this. Before indigenous people, it is clear. The less you know about something, the less you value value it. And the easier it is for you to destroy. And by easy, I mean guiltless, remorseless, foolish, and even righteously. Uh, I really feel like in general, like even when she calls out the white man, it's not just that in person and like specifically but also like the embodiment of that ideology because anytime indigenous people anywhere uh whether it's here in the states uh in the amazon even when i hear about them like overseas the japanese and australia the aborigines like last year when the australia was on fire like i remember watching the documentary when the aborigines people were like yo Y'all need to do control burns. We've been doing this for centuries. Like, you do it like this. And if you don't do it, the whole continent's going to be on fire. And everybody's like, ah, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. And they were like, well, you're just going to kill us all. <laughs> and then, like, literally, like, the Amazon was on fire last year. Then Australia was on fire. And I was like... California as well. Yeah, California. Well, California always on fire. So when it's on fire, I'll be like, what did they do now? The pocket, though. Like, it was more on fire. So, like, anytime I hear... I remember at work when they announced that, like, Australia's on fire. And I have a friend that lives in Australia. Um, I was like, oh, we're going to die die next year. 2020, we're just going to get wiped out. And so when Corona started buzzing, I was like, that's it. That's it right there. That's the new plague. We out of here. <laughs> but like, seriously, on like that, I, that ideology, like when they say the oil spills and the stealing of gold and the raising of cattle and growing these plantations so the white man can eat, 
you know, I worry and I think about it as like myself as a black woman, like those moments, my ignorance put me in the same shoes as the white man. Like I'm still doing like, even though I want to do better, I'm still perpetuating the system that still is oppressing all these people. So it's like, I remember like just up until about a year ago, like I was a strict vegan, but it's so easy to be like, oh, I've been working all day. I'm going to get this burger. And like, this is the same beef that these people are like, they burnt down 10 acres to put a fucking cattle farm here so you can have a burger because you tired from work when you could have just sauteed some vegetables. <laughs> but it's like, it's those little things that make me think like, yeah, um, like I play a hand in this. So what can I do better to alleviate, like alleviate that stress on the people that I can't see, I can't touch. But I also appreciate the guardian, the time, like people that allowed uh, Fanamonte to get her message out because one, the white man, that society, like nobody's not used to being like telling the white man, yo, you tripping, you don't know what you're doing. You straight up ignorant. Um, but it's also a long history of people not passing the mic, like they just assume people don't have a voice. It's like, no, plenty of people have a voice. If you just pass the damn mic, they can talk. Um, and it's, I really think that's more so my concern because, you know, as you get older and you start realizing like what real ignorance is instead of, you know, just being called ignorant when you're a little kid, <laughs> when you find out what it is, and you realize how ignorant you are as a person in the country you live in, in the state you live in. That's why they say you need to travel. Like, it's like, man, how can I alleviate, like, rid myself of this ignorance? Like, what can I do to make that thing better, different, go away? Well, we are so, so happy that we were able to come together, talk about this, because it shouldn't just be one day. This should not be a conversation that just happens on one day. We should honor where, you know, where the land is, 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 is going. We should honor that every day. We should acknowledge that every day. Honor the good, the bad, and everything in between so that we can be able to do better. And I just wanted to leave with this excerpt from her letter. And I want to encourage the listener, everybody in geek land, to just take a look at The Guardian and the open letter that Nemonte was able to write. Again, Nemonte Nenquimo is a indigenous woman from the Amazon. She's 34, like Jigglypuff mentioned. She was born in 1985. Since then, I can remember, as far as I can remember, the map showing the Amazons going dwindling from the most expanded space in South America to being looking like a pebble on a sheet. And so I want to go away with my favorite part of her letter. And Nemonte says, I have never had the chance to go to university and become a doctor or a lawyer or a politician or a scientist. My elders are my teachers. The forest is my teacher, and I have learned enough 
and I speak shoulder to shoulder with my indigenous brothers and sisters across the world to know that you have lost your way and that you are in trouble, though you do not fully understand it yet, and that your trouble is a threat to every form of life on earth. You forced your civilization upon us, and now look where we are. Global pandemic, climate crisis, species extinction, and driving it all, widespread spiritual poverty. In all these years of taking, taking, taking from our lands, you have not had the courage or the curiosity or the respect to get to know us, to understand how we see and think and feel and what we know about life on this earth. I won't be able to teach you in this letter either. But what I can say is that it has to do with thousands and thousands of years of love for this forest, for this place, love in the deepest sense as reverence. It goes on and on. And I just want to make sure that people understand this is every day. Every day, indigenous people are fighting so that people like you, 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 and the listener and myself can breathe, can live, can dream, can want to have success, can want to have it on whatever it is that you base success on. And so get into Nemonten and Kimo. She's the co-founder of the indigenous-led nonprofit organization called Seibo Alliance. The first female president of the Waurani organization of Pastasa province, that's where she lives, and one of Time 100 most influential people in the world. Get into Nemkimo. I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot more from her than that Gretchen kid. No shade. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Bunny Mike and you and SC Trinity and Jigglypuff and Goku <laughs> Sky Cousin and Alphys and Storm Candy and Star Girls Candy. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I love you. Ciao for now. <laughs> Don't forget to join the Discord. You would have been here if you had.